This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Devontae Adams, slot right, Matt Collins there as well. First and 10 on the Broncos, 35. Carr, play action again. Looking downfield, lofts it near corner. Adams wide open at the five. He walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win. Touchdown, Devontae Adams, to win it here in Denver. Congratulations to the Raiders. I don't know how you leave number 17 wide open. Raiders end the three-game skid. They beat the Broncos today in overtime, 22-16, to move to 3-7 on the season, out of the cellar of the AFC West as the Broncos fall into last place. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night football spot. Each and every Monday, we are here tonight. You'll see the Cardinals and the 49ers square up, and all you got to do is come on by here, get hooked up. We got a ton of prizes for you. We have T-shirts, we have cups, we have Hazy IPA, official uh, uh, craft beer of the Las Vegas Raiders. We got some uh, Hooters 2023 calendars. We got everything you need, including food and drink specials. Uh, you, all you got to do is come on by and say what's up. My man, Damon Cotton, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio is efforting right now to get Coach Judd Thrash on the phone lines to talk a little bit of Max Crosby. Uh, we've had a fun and, and uh, fast and furious show, to be 100% honest, man. A lot of stuff we got to on this show, a lot of stuff we still have to get to uh, before it's all wrapped up, including Josh Jacobs in the Raiders' locker room. You'll hear from him coming up in a few minutes, and then Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. He'll join us to talk some Josh Jacobs and what he meant, to, meant while he was in college there with the Crimson Tide. So plenty to get to as we're here live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, got some text messages we'll hit real quick, 69187, keyword R&R. Raider at T hit us up and said, I'm glad we have a coach that's going to learn with the team. And what she means by that is going back to Josh Jacobs and the fact that, uh, you know, Coach McDaniels didn't think that they were going to just have a, a, a one-back uh, horse, right? They were going to have running back by committee, but Josh Jacobs has kind of changed the game with the way he's been able to run the rock this season. So we'll get to Josh Jacobs coming up in a few, and then Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. Joining us now on the phone lines, though, is Coach Judd Thrash, head football coach at Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas. And Coach, appreciate your time this afternoon. Really do. It's, it's going to be good to hear from you again. And I'll say this, before we get into any Max Crosby, you've been in Texas high school football for a very long time. Coach, what does it mean to you to be a head football coach of Texas high school football? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing, you know. Uh, you know, myself, I've moved multiple times and, you know, had to climb my, my way up. I didn't have a dad in coaching or anything. And so I, once, you know, I got into coaching, my dad said, get ready, put that U-Haul behind your truck, you want to make it. And <laughs> sure enough, man, I started out in Dallas, moved to Austin, moved back to Dallas, then Waco, back to Dallas, now in Lubbock. And, you know, it means everything. You know, it's such a close-knit fraternity and, and all the, you know, kids you get to coach, it's such a blessing. You know, there's a lot of good coaches out there and, you know, um, you know. Fortunately, I got to coach Max, and what a great guy he is. And uh, you know, it's just been a blessing. Coach, it feels like to me that Max, uh, and I remember Max when he was coming out of college. I didn't remember him when he was in high school, but I do remember him coming out of college. But to me, as a guy who got to cover Texas high school football for about ten years, he is almost the epitome of what Friday Night Lights means. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I can remember. You know, uh, when I got to Colleyville, uh, Max was a part of the first defense that I got to coach. You know, he's a great kid, you know, very coachable. Uh, you know, what's funny about Max is, you know, he, his first love was basketball. And then, 
you know, as we got going, you know, he, he started to develop into a football player. You know, he started getting bigger, started putting on weight. And, you know, anytime you told him anything, he was just very, very coachable. I can remember when we played uh, Euless Trinity. It, it was, uh, you know, they hadn't played Euless Trinity close in forever at Colleyville. And we went in there and we held them to, I think it was like 6-0 with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And, and Max was a big part of that. There were some fourth and one stops that he – that he had and he was such a great leader you know he was great with all his teammates and just a strong leader and yeah he represents what friday night lights is all about he loved it he loves the game he played with tremendous passion on the field talking again with coach judd thrash from uh, monterey high school in lubbock texas he coached max crosby at colleyville heritage here on radio nation radio 920 and so one of the things that we always talk about when it comes to max crosby is that motor it just never ever stops did he have that motor you mentioned passion did he have that motor back in high school as well oh absolutely you know i he never stopped i, mean, I can remember when we were playing grapevine it's a rival game across town and uh we called a, a blitz i got this this blitz from tcu from gary patterson it was called uh stinger and it's it's like where you cover the running back and then you enter uh in the middle of the field and man it was just a a most athletic play i mean he was just so much so athletic for his size and he he never stopped he just continued to to get after it and just never stopped tremendous motor and again you know we I think we gave up that year, you know, 15 points a game, but a lot of it was due to Max. You know, he was all over the place. He, he you know, he, he'd run from sideline to sideline. Just a tremendous athlete. But, you know, I can't say enough good things, you know, about him as a person, though. You know, he, yeah. he was incredible with the teachers in the building. He was incredible with the, with the guys on the field. Was never, he never acted like he was bigger than the team. He was a, definitely a team player. That's awesome. And you know what? He's a team player now, and he's sideline to sideline now, and that maximum effort, he does that now uh, even after getting uh, you know, to the league and getting a, a nice contract extension and uh, being a fourth-round pick, but he just never, ever stops, and looks like he's continuing to get better and better each and every day. I'm glad you mentioned, though, just a, a, a person. How much have you seen Max grow from who he was on the field, in the classroom, to who he is and now off the field as a father in Las Vegas with the Raiders? Oh, tremendous, man. I, you know, his mom's on my Facebook and, and, you know, Max, I've just watched him grow. You know, he's married and, had, you know, just had a kid and I watch him from afar. You know, he's so busy, you know, every now and then, you know, we'll, we'll text or shoot a, you know, Instagram message or something, but, you know, he's just come, you know, a long way, you know, how he embraces his daughter. I think he was rocking the cradle after one of his, his sacks or something the other night. And that I'm just proud of the man he's become. And, and he, you know, he, He's such a, in a great position to, to lead others, you know, and he does a great job of that, and he gives back to his community. I'm just very proud from afar and just glad that I got to coach him, and, you know, I learned a lot from him. You know, he's just one of a kind. It was a blessing to coach him, and, you know, I know all the other coaches, they, they embraced him as well. You know, anytime we told him to do something, it was always yes, sir, no, sir, and he got after and he, you know, he's everything that he's got, he's worked for, and, and so that's what you like to see. You know, everything that he's gotten is because of hard work. Talking all things Max Crosby right now with Coach Judd Thrash here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and SA Roughness. My man DeMond's got one for you. Coach, you mentioned that Max's first love was basketball, but on the football field, you know, obviously he's a natural athlete. Was there any question on where to put him on the football field, or was he always a natural fit on the defensive end? Oh, man, it was natural. I mean, he's, you know, he's that tall, long, long, you know, he's got long reach, you know, he's got, he's long, and so he's always batting down balls, and he just, it's a perfect fit, and uh, 
you know, we, we put him at defensive end. He had a lot of sacks for us, and I can remember when we were playing Grapevine. He hit that quarterback so hard, I was like, wow, this dude's going big time. And, and there was never a doubt that he was going to be a big-time player. And, and the thing about Max, he's kind of like, you know, I had the opportunity to coach Baker Mayfield as well at Lake Travis. And the two things about those two kids is they just kept getting better every single year of their career. It was amazing, like, where they started and where they're at, you know, today. They just kept just a relentless work ethic between those two guys that I got to see. It's, when you see a guy like that and you can just tell they got it and they're, they're just going to keep working, keep working, keep working and get their skills a lot better. And, and that's what, what those two guys are about is hard work and, you know, they're not going to be outworked. You mentioned about that hit. You seen him hit against Grapevine, and you knew this kid was going to go big time. Did you see, like, when the offer started coming in, he obviously went to Eastern Michigan, but when did you know, like, hey, this kid's like, obviously got a shot to go D1 at least? I think it was that that play. It was that, that sack, and then it was when we played Euless Trinity on those four downs. I mean, they had Patrick Bahi, who went to Texas, and, and Max just was you know, making stops. It was unbelievable the way he played that night. And I'll never forget that game. It's one of the best defensive games that I've had the opportunity to coach was that game. And, and I'll just never forget it because, you know, his relentless effort. And, but, again, you know, great family. Uh, Max comes from a great family and, and holds himself to a high, you know, high standard. Talking to Coach Judd Thrash here on Radio Nation Radio 920 NSA Roughness, talking all things Max Crosby. And again, Coach, knowing Texas high school football like I do and knowing what Friday nights mean, and I know it's a big family affair, it's a big community affair, it seems like, again, going back to Max and, and who he is to this day, it seems like he just personifies that, even that family and community. He does that on and off the field now as a pro. Are you seeing that from him still, too? Oh, absolutely. You know, just, you know, the way he talks about, you know, his wife and his daughter and, and, you know, just the way he, you know, he carries himself. And, you know, I know he went through a rough time there, but, you know, it's like he's always done. He puts his head down. You know, everybody goes through struggles and adversity, puts mm-hmm. his head down, goes to work, and just tries to get better and, and tries to overcome. And, you know, that's what we always preach, you know, is overcoming adversity and, and just keep your head down and continue to work. And he's definitely done that. And, and I'm just – I love just propping my feet up and just watch him go to work and see, you know, everything that he's – that he's getting and everything he's accomplished he deserves. You know what's funny is when the Pro Bowl was here and we were talking to Max and uh, my guy Steve Foster, uh, he brought your name up and said, you know, Coach Thrash says hello, and Max's eyes lit up, Coach, and he was like, Coach, that's my guy. That, you know, so he got so excited just hearing your name. Uh, what does it mean, you know, when, when players that you see go on to the next level and even go on to play on Sundays like, like Max, how much does that mean for you in any program that you're trying to, you know, turn around or you're trying to coach up knowing that you have guys like Max Crosby that you can lean on? Oh, it means the world. You know, I love Max Crosby like he's my own son. You know, that's why coaches get into coaching, you know, in high school football is, is to make a difference. And, and you know, I know, like, if, if I was broke down, I could call Max Crosby and he'd be there today. You know, he's never bigger than, you know, the people that, you know, have been on his journey. And that says everything about him. And, you know, he's, he's a ride-or-die guy, and I just can't say enough great things about him. And if he ever needed anything from me, I'd be there as well. And, we just, you know, when you when you go through those trenches and you go through those battles and, and, and Friday Night Lights, it means a lot. You know, we spend, you know, just as much time or more than, you know, the parents do, you know, especially during football season. And so uh, we're united. We'll always be united. We'll always share that bond. I can remember we were upstairs at Colleyville High School and uh, we locked arms as a defensive unit and we talked about, you know, all the great things we were going to do. And the seniors got up there and, and said things. And, and Max was one of those guys who, 
who had a great speech and, and, and admired his teammates and, you know, told him that he's going to pour his heart out in one of the games that we played. And, and that, that comes to mind, and I'll never forget that day as well. Coach, I've got to ask because wouldn't Max, you know, obviously a great athlete, but even some teammates, you know, give him grief for being skinny for a defensive lineman. And he's mentioned how when he first got to the league from Eastern Michigan, you know, he wasn't like the biggest guy, you know, when it comes to weight in the weight room and getting after it. Did you guys ever have to push him about getting into the weight room back in high school? Well, you know, he was always, you know, I, I don't know if that was his, his cup of tea. It was always speed and agility and, you know, being faster off the ball than everybody else. And, you know, the thing about it is, you know, he was good at the run, but he excelled at the pass rush. That was his baby on third down. He was the guy. And man, <laughs> I'm telling you, that one blitz that I got from Patterson, that where it, would they, Patterson calls it a box back where, you you know, you got the running back, but if he steps up and blocks, you enter. And Max was phenomenal at that. I mean, he really excelled. So third down, you, you always knew number three was coming because, you know, he wore number three in high school. I love it. I, I really do. And, you know, I, I don't think it was probably a surprise to you when his rookie year in preseason, he breaks his hand in a preseason game, goes into the locker room, wraps that thing up, and gets back into the game. I'm sure that did not surprise you at all. Oh, not at all. He's a, he's a warrior on the field. And, you know, again, uh, you know, I, I can tell, you know, his, his brother was a tough guy. And, you know, his brother played, I think, at SMU. And, you know, he comes from a great family. He's just a warrior. And, uh, had the opportunity to teach his sister, and I think it was geography or something. They, they're all really good people and great family. That's awesome. It really is. And, Coach, we're so happy to be able to spend a few minutes with you this afternoon just to talk about Max Crosby, who, as you know, had a monster day yesterday for the Silver and Black, helping lead them to victory. Well, Coach, I know you're at Monterey High School. I know that you guys took a few lumps last season, but I know you, and I know that you'll get that thing turned around. Uh, what, what's the next step for, for you guys there at Monterey? Oh man, we got a phenomenal group coming back. We, you know, we had you know not a very uh, big senior class, but this year we'll have a sixty-man roster, and we'll, mm. we'll have a lot more seniors. And you know, we're going to be ready this year. And and again, we, you know, it's just uh, guys rebuilding, and and they're getting stronger, getting better, and and you know, we're going to keep pushing and, and keep doing what we got to do. And so I look forward to next year. It's going to be a a different year for sure. And and the guys are excited. and They're working hard this off season. So can't wait till you know next fall gets here but you know you got to go through all the seasons yep. and you know it all comes with you know the off season spring football and things like that and it'll be here sooner than you know it you know we'll be looking around and you'll be back out there you guys will be popping some pads practice will be going on and uh yeah you'll be right where you need to be coach and so uh yeah congratulations on everything you know i know that you'll you will be successful you're successful everywhere you go uh you always have been so we definitely appreciate you and thanks so much for for your time this afternoon sharing a few of your uh, memories on on max crosby yes sir man and i appreciate what you guys do you guys do a phenomenal job keep up the good work man and uh, i've been following you as well man keep Keep up. Keep doing what you do. Will do. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. There he goes. Coach Judd Thrash, good dude right there. Head coach of Monterey High School, Lubbock, Texas. I've known him for a long time. He does a phenomenal job, and he will get that program turned around. But some good stuff right there on Max. You know, I, that's, that's what I, I love to be able to have the ability to do. You know, we talk about these players. We talk about what they do on Sundays. But how cool is it to be able to talk to a coach and, and, and talk about what Max did on Fridays? Right? You know, talk about what he was able to do on Friday nights. I mean, because that's where it starts. And that's why when we talk every week to uh, Tom Flores, High School Football Coach of the Week Award, uh, you know, a lot of people just say, oh, it's high school football. What does it mean? That's the foundation. That's where it started. 
that's where guys start to develop who they are. And you heard Coach uh, DeMond when he said, hey, he, he had that big hit against Grapevine. I knew, hey, he's going to be special, right? I mean, there's always those oh, wow moments where you know this guy is going to have an opportunity to play on Saturdays. And then there's a moment on Saturdays where you're like, Yep, that dude's going to have an opportunity to play on Sundays, and that's where Max Crosby is. Good stuff right there from Coach Judd Thrash. 417 is the time. When we come back, you'll hear from Josh Jacobs inside the Raiders locker room. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino every Monday night with Raider Nation Radio 920. Car, play action again, looking downfield, lofts it near corner. Adams wide open at the five. He walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win. Don't overthrow it. You know, honestly, you know, when I threw it, he kind of took like a you know a couple fast steps, and I was like, oh shoot, did I just throw this out the end zone? You know, that was my thought, and uh, you know, but it, it hit him in stride, and then I turned around to make sure there wasn't another penalty, and then I celebrated. So that's kind of how my mind went. Now back to unnecessary roughness. Here's your boy Q. Your car right there talking about that walk off touchdown pass to Devonte Adams and. That's got to be the toughest one to make, the one that's wide open. You know, all you got to do is get it there, right? That's got to be the toughest one. And then on top of that, the catch. The ball probably looks like it sits up there forever just waiting to come down, knowing what's on the line, knowing you're about to walk it off and you're about to have a win, uh, a win that you so desperately need. And on top of that, you're on your opponent's field. I mean, that's, that's got to be such an adrenaline rush and such a high and, you know, at the same time, a little nerve-wracking. But uh, you saw, you hear the, the order of operations there for one Derek Carr. And that's the, that's the beauty of a lot of things, man, is having that high after you're, after you're done, that natural high following a really good show or following a, a really good performance or a walk-off touchdown like that one right there, Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. We've been showing some appreciation throughout the course of the show today. We heard from George Takata from the 559. He's at Reedley College, but he was a longtime sports anchor in TV in Fresno talking Derek Carr. Devontae Adams, we just heard from Coach Judd Thrash, who's now in uh, Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas, uh, but he coached Max Crosby at uh, Colleyville Heritage uh, back in the DFW area area and uh, was able to see Max Crosby grow. And coming up at uh, 4.30, Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama, will join us to talk all things Josh Jacobs. Speaking of Josh Jacobs, he had a hell of a performance, went over 100 yards again on the ground, not, not to mention that big catch he had at the end of regulation that I thought he was going to take it to the house but got as close as possible. The Raiders had to settle for a field goal and ended up getting into overtime. But Josh Jacobs has been fantastic all year long. Here's Josh in the locker room following the game. In that W today, just what does that do for this team right now? I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, it means a lot, you know, just for for, for the morale. I mean, uh, a hard week of, of work that the guys put in today, uh, just to see it all, you know, pay off and, and, and be rewarded with a win is always a big thing. Is it, uh, that last drive, and you guys obviously have had some chances late uh, this year to, to come down and score. Uh, you had a big catch on that drive. Like, what, what happened on that play? Man, uh, so, you know, I had – I had, you know, an uh, option to uh, do a lot of things on that play um, because I was one-on-one with the linebacker. And, like, basically I could I'm, – I'm, I was the first read. So when he came down hard, I stuttered my feet a little bit, and I was like, oh, he's, I'm gone. And then when I got the ball, I was like, oh, I didn't think I was going to be that open. But, I, yeah, it, I mean, it played out good. There were some doubts. People had some doubts about your ability as a receiver. You've, you've overcome those. You've shown people you can do it. But on a play like that, do you kind of feel like a wide receiver, the ball – that high in the air? I mean, I feel like in college I caught the ball more than I ran. So, I mean, I, 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 don't, really, uh, I don't really get that, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the league. But, I mean, I knew when, uh, when, when, whenever it was a time, you know, to make a play and, you know, when the biggest moments, I was telling them, I was like, man, I'm not coming out the game. Like, if I'm tired, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not coming out the game. Uh, because, you know, 
that's 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 what you live for. You know, you you live for the moments, and uh, I'm just happy I, it, it turned out the right way. Max talked about energy and juice that the guys kind of pulled together during this week of practice. What was it for you? Was there a turning point where you noticed like a change in uh, the everybody's tune? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I feel like last week was 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 our best week of practice. Uh, so we came in this week and duplicated it. Um, you know, and uh, uh, the guys we talked about it. You know. Uh, Yesterday, the day before yesterday, we, we talked about, you know, when, when adversity strikes, still being able to, you know, believe in each other, keep the energy and, you know, and, and fight through it. Uh, so, you know, whenever we, you know, got a penalty or we didn't we didn't get a drive how we wanted to, you, if you notice, we all came up as a group and we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully, you know, that translates. Uh, we keep doing that moving forward. Um, and, you know, it, it's good when you see the guys, you know, believing in and having the trust and the faith in, the, in one another. Um, and, man, we came out and got a win. Seems like this offense is at its best when both uh, you and Devontae are, are making plays kind of in different ways. Do you feel like yeah. you, you feed off each other? Is yeah, definitely. I mean, it's complimentary football. Run, the run in the pass is complimentary football. Uh, we, we knew last week that, you know, they, they played, you know, Derrick Henry, and they, they, they stopped him to, to a pretty decent amount of uh, rushing yards. And we knew that this week they was going to try to come with the, the same formula. Um, and uh, so we knew, like, the receivers would have to make a play. I was telling them earlier, I was like, man, they got an eight-man box. They're bringing the safety down, uh, safety down on a lot of plays. Y'all guys got to make a play. Somebody got to make a play. Somebody got to step up. Um, and, I mean, I don't know why you would, would, would ever want a one-on-one with, with 17 or, or anything like that. I mean, the guy is who he is. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's one of the best in this position in this game. Um, so, man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly humbled and uh, honored to have him on the team, man. He make my job a lot easier. You guys hadn't had a lot of success on the road this year. Just I could tell you're juiced after the game, of course. So what, what's that feeling like just running off someone else's uh, home field with a victory and how good did it feel to get back there? Yeah, man, I mean, especially this especially this team. You know, it's a, it's a divisional game. Uh, you never want to lose the divisional ones. I mean, whether it's at home or on the road. Um, and, I mean, in the games I played in, I don't think I've ever lost to these guys. So I kind of, you know, take pride in that for me personally. Uh, so when I came in, I was like, regardless if they load the box or not, Regardless if it's going to be, you know, a, a hard-fought game, that uh, I'm going to give everything that I have, and I'll try to do that today. Kind of a walk-off win. Everyone ran into the tunnel. How did that feel? <laughs> I mean, I kind of, we kind of pushed them into the tunnel because we kind of knew what it was. Uh, you know, you wanted to talk to the fans a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was fun. <laughs> there goes Josh Jacobs in the locker room following the, the win, the walk-off win. And uh, you hear him talking about Devontae Adams and how much easier he makes his job. And that's something we talked about before the season, right? We're just saying that Josh Jacobs should have a lot easier time running the rock. It's never easy doing anything in the NFL. I, I don't want to use the word easy and make it seem like, oh, no big deal. You get the ball and you run. It's, it's, it's never easy. But with what we all thought was going to be the three-headed monster that was Devontae Adams, uh, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro, that – yeah, things should be a lot easier and smoother for Josh Jacobs. Obviously, it didn't play out that way, but, man, Josh hasn't, hasn't acted like, oh, it's tough now, or, oh, you know, all the, all, all the guys that we were supposed to have out there aren't out there, so now that gives me a reason to not to have a big season. Like you heard him say, no matter what, I wasn't coming out. I don't, I don't want to come out. I want to go out there and ball out, and that's all he's doing, just been balling out. And, you know, he, he mentioned he was asked by Adam Hill about, you know, receiving the ball out of the backfield. In college, he did a lot of that in college. He really did. That was one of the things I was excited about with him going to the Raiders was the fact that he can catch the ball and he can run the rock. And the other thing I really was excited about with Josh Jacobs is he didn't have the ton of wear and tear on his body like other guys that come from Alabama that they run, 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 run. Even Derrick Henry, look how much he ran the rock, right? All these different guys, Mark Ingram, he ran the rock so much. I mean, he was so much part of the offense. 
Damian Harris, right? Josh Jacobs was really, I don't want to say he was limited in what he did, but he didn't have the wear and tear on his tires like a lot of running backs do coming out of Bama. And so I, I thought that that was a plus for him that he actually was fresh. And, but it, it did, it kind of hurt him a little bit because a lot of people said, well, he, he can't carry the load. He can't, you know, be that workhorse. Well, he's shown that he can. He's shown that he absolutely can. And the more, the more uh, touches he gets in the game, the better. He just gets better and better and better. And right now, my man through 10 games has a 930 yards rushing. He's been fantastic all year long. So I uh, really, really could appreciate the efforts of one Josh Jacobs. Matter of fact, to expand on Josh Jacobs right now, we go back out to our phone lines and talk to Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. You can find him on Twitter at LSRobinson21. And, Luke, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. It's been a minute since we touched, touched man, or talked, but uh, I've been singing the praises of one Josh Jacobs, and I know you're observing from afar. What have you thought of Josh and the season he's put in this year with the Raiders? You know, I'm just, first of all, thanks for having me, but I'm just so happy for him. Um, just a great guy. I mean, a really great guy. And at Alabama, um, he, he really was beloved. Uh, he was sort of, you know, the hard hat mentality. I mean, yeah, he's, he's uber talented. But at the same time, I mean, he's not scared to get in there and do any of the dirty stuff. Uh, we used him in a wildcat position a lot of times. In the SEC championship game in 2018, uh, we used him in the wildcat a couple of times to get some really big first downs. He's just the kind of guy that, that everybody would want to have on the team. I was a little shocked that the, that the Raiders didn't want to pick up uh, that option, but I think it's worked out for Josh because he's having a heck of a year now for the Raiders. Yeah, no, he really is. And how much of them not picking up that option do you think kind of motivated and pushed him? Because, look, make no mistake about it, Josh Jacobs is a guy that's had a lot of adversity in his life, and it seems like every time adversity hits him, he hits back just a little bit harder. Oh, that, that, that's a great point, and I think that's so true. I mean, you know, everybody probably knows there he he was homeless at one time, living out of his car, and uh, he was not uh, this five star recruit everybody was was salivating over. He was sort of a three star board, and he turned out I think to end up being a four star type guy. I'm a big recruiting uh, freak. I mean, I just love <laughs> you're keeping up with the stars, mm-hmm. and um, I think he started out as a three star and then moved up a little bit to a four star. And I'm usually not one to get wowed. Uh, a lot of people love to call three stars. You know, they see their film and they're like, well, he plays like a five star. He has a five star heart. And I think they do that way too much. But when I watched Josh Jacobs' film, I said, I don't, I don't care what he's ranked. I mean, just watch this kid. It's not that he's um, so much faster than everybody. It's, it's, you, there was something about him. It was an it factor. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that Alabama ended up getting him. I mean, they went kind of at the last minute. Uh, and I got to hear the story about it, how uh, one of the coaches was like, look, I, I really want to offer this guy. And Saban sort of put it on him like, okay, this is kind of on you if he doesn't work out, but let's let's take him. And Because Alabama, you know, is not one to take guys that, that Saban's not super fired up about or that don't camp at Alabama. So um, for Alabama to take a shot at him uh, was tells you exactly how much some of the coaches thought about Josh Jacobs and and it worked out really well. I mean, he was fantastic here, and uh, he had a monster career. And um, I think he's doing great things with the Raiders. He's having a better pro career statistically than he did in college. Yeah, yeah, no, he really is. Again, we're talking with Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. And, hey, Luke, no pressure, right? Nick Saban says, hey, uh, okay, go ahead and get it. This is on you, though, if he doesn't work out. No pressure there, right? <laughs> yeah, no pressure. And, I mean, you know, but I, I think sometimes these coaches know – 
uh, a lot of them were like, hey, coaching on the Alabama staff can be somewhat of a golden ticket. Uh, if you get uh, on Alabama staff, there's a good chance you're going to get uh, swiped up and get a big payday from somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, very, very soon. So I think some of these coaches are like, yeah, I'll take this chance because next year I'm going to be making a bunch of money somewhere else anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, no doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I was just talking before you came on about how I felt like the Raiders were real fortunate because they got Josh and he wasn't your typical running back at Alabama where they get carry on top of carry on top of carry. I felt like he was used sparingly, used enough to see how how good he could be, but he wasn't used to the point where it's like, man, I don't know if he's got enough, you know, tread left on the tire. They got him in a really good spot. What'd you think about that? You know, and, and I hear what you're saying, and I think from afar, a lot of people believe that that um, Alabama sort of runs some of their running backs into the ground. I, I certainly understand the, the thought process, but the the only time that was ever really true. Uh, well, two times, I guess. Mark Ingram mm-hmm. in his Heisman Trophy year, and I mean, Alabama needed him badly right. at yeah. that time. Yeah. I mean, Greg, I Greg McElroy, God bless him, um, was not the, the quarterback that ended up coming to Alabama later, like Tua or Bryce Young now, mm-hmm. or Matt Jones. But then, and then, of course, Derrick Henry's year. But yeah. Derrick Henry was such a freak of nature. I think we're seeing now the Titans are giving it to him every time, and they're stupid not to. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, uh, those are only two guys when, when Josh was at Alabama. There was also Bo Scarborough, who has spent some time in the NFL, and he—I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you something. If he hadn't broken his leg in the national championship game, Alabama would have clearly won in 2016, and and he would probably still be having a, a great pro career. I think that sort of derailed him a little bit. And Damian Harris was also in that backfield. Yep. So, I mean, he had some other dudes he was splitting some time with, uh, and you know, he did not—he never even got close to a thousand yards rushing in Alabama. One year, I think he got almost 900 total scrimmage yards. And, boy, in that game yesterday against Denver, didn't he make a huge catch uh, to, to get uh, L.A. – excuse me, I always say that now – the Vegas Raiders down to uh, field goal position. Yeah, no, he really did. And, you know, it's funny, Luke, because that's one of the things that people question when he came out of college is his receiving ability. And I was like, I watch Alabama a lot, and he was able to catch the rock a lot. I mean, I'm not surprised that he has success through the year. Are you ever surprised that he's a good receiver as well? No, I would beg people – if you really are a Josh Jacob fan, then I would say go to YouTube, check out Alabama Auburn's Iron Bowl 2018. Uh, he makes an unbelievable catch against Auburn where he has to turn his, he's turned one way, he has to turn around, uh, to make the catch and then runs over and runs by a couple of other Tiger defenders. And then, of course, he catches a little flare pass from Tua, uh, that year against Oklahoma and just trucks a defender. He loves catching the ball and he's, he's really, really good at it. He's not a bad return guy, but I don't think, uh, the Raiders need to put him in that position, but no. yeah, he's a, he's a great receiver. Yeah, that's that's what I always thought as well. Again, we're talking with Luke Robinson here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. Luke is the host of Locked On Bama. My man Demond's got one for you. Yeah, I just want to just further add on to about the stacked backfield that was at Alabama in twenty seventeen. <laughs> Damian Harris rushed for a thousand yards. The second leading rusher was Jalen Hurts at eight hundred fifty five. Bo Scarborough, <laughs> Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Brian Robinson, who's now on the Washington Commanders. With all of that talent rushing out of the backfield, did you ever think that hey Josh Jacobs he's going to be one of the ones you know first round draft pick to make an impact on, in the NFL or do you guys down there in Bama just think that every running back is going to make an impact in the NFL <laughs> yeah uh, we, we can be arrogant like that there's no doubt but um, yeah I think that uh, I, I'll tell you I've been a Jacobs fan look I've always kind of felt like Najee would end up being the one 
Um, and I still think he hasn't really found his total footing in Pittsburgh yet. Some of that may be due to the fact that, you know, they're breaking in a new quarterback and all that stuff. But um, I always thought Najee Harris was going to be the one. Damian Harris is the one who's kind of surprised me to have such a, a great pro career that's just been hanging around with New England and, and just doing workmanlike effort um, because he, he was notorious at Alabama for running, like having these long runs and always getting run down at the, inside the five-yard line. I, I mean, I always felt so bad for him. He could never, like, finish off the run. Um, and then, of course, Brian Robinson's doing nice. But Brian Robinson is not a breakaway threat. I think the one guy out of, out of that whole group that it probably is the most universal, I mean, is Josh Jacobs. Now, Najee's, you know, a little more powerful, maybe a little more athletic. But um, Josh Jacobs is faster. Josh Jacobs will get the tough yards. Josh Jacobs is probably the better receiver, even though both of them are very good at it. Um, I, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I, I was such a big fan of his that I thought he would end up being the second best of that group. I thought Najee would be first. But, uh, yeah, I think Josh is going to end up having the best pro career. There's no doubt about it. He's got over, what, 4,000 rushing yards for you all so far? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got 930 this year already through 10 games. I mean, the dude is playing out of his mind. I'm so happy for him. Like you said, you're a fan of him. I'm such a big fan of his as well. I met him for the first time in Nashville right before he was drafted, and he's just a humble dude. He's a humble, but he's hungry, right? And he's just it, – it's something I can really respect. As far as what you've been able to see from Josh, not only on the field, but just grown as a man and a leader, how much have you seen from Josh? Oh, look, he's the kind of guy – that I think when you grow up in those circumstances, you're going to go one of two ways. You're going to either be very humble and hungry like he has turned out, or you're going to be extraordinarily rude and mad at the world all the time. And, and I think it just those are the two ways, you, the two paths you can take because you're, you're so bitter about your circumstances or you're like, hey, I'm going to change this and make sure my family and friends never have to go through this again. And Josh has took the, that other path. And um, he, he's just a hard worker. He, he he loves playing the game of football. I mean, but he, he understands his place. He's not, uh, like I said, he's not going to be the kind of guy that get ma- gets mad if he doesn't get the ball enough. None of that stuff. In fact, I, I was worried, you know, I think a lot of players would have um, probably been a little more upset in a, in a bad way and uh, if they hadn't picked up that option or maybe felt like they weren't getting enough love. And he has really used that, like you said, like a motivational factor and not in a, in an antagonistic way, I think he's done it in a, in a way that is really going to help uh, Vegas, and it's going to help him too. And I hope he ends up staying there, man. I, I think about it all the time. You know, the Raiders had this uh, affinity for Alabama players. Uh, you know, they drafted Amari Cooper, they drafted Le- Le- Leatherwood, um, who's now with the Bears. I'm sorry that didn't work out, but um, and then of course they got Jacobs. They also had Kenyon Drake for a while. I yep. was I was really hoping. How much fun would it be for me over here in Alabama watching (laughs) NFL Sunday ticket like I do every Sunday and seeing the Raiders have Drake, Jacobs, and and, uh, Amari Cooper as your weapon? I I certainly think you'd have a few more wins. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. (laughs) All right, something that I want to ask you about. You mentioned Josh Jacobs being a three-star recruit, and I just loaded all, mentioned all the names that were in that backfield at the same time. What did it take to be on the field in Alabama? Because everyone's going to be a high-level recruit, but what kind of work did they have to put on the practice field to get on the playing field? You know, I, I think that that particular signing class with, um, with Najee Harris, with Brian Robinson, with Tua, uh, with Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, mm. Jerry Judy. Yep. I mean, just, I mean that class was just ridiculously sick. And they had, uh, I think Leatherwood was in that class too. I mean, just a, an unbelievable class. And, you know, Alabama puts these, you know, number one classes together on top of one another. 
and around here because we have some of our rivals like uh, Auburn or or maybe Tennessee, they always go like, I don't understand why kids want to go there and sit the bench. And I said, no, what you don't understand is Alabama usually plays as many freshmen as anybody in the country because when the, what Alabama does is say, look, we're going to play whoever plays, whoever is going to come in here and work the hardest. And sometimes that is a freshman. That particular class, of course, went on to win a national championship uh, in 2017, very famously to, uh, to Devontae Smith for the uh, second and 26 touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, that's this Saban's not scared to play freshman, and uh, that, that works a lot. And I think kids now realize, hey, you know, like you said about tread on the tires, I don't want to go somewhere and be the only running back, mm-hmm. you know, and get my knees shot and, and my ankles broken and all those things and be worn out by the time I get to the league. I want to go somewhere that uh, we divvy it up a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to be a star. I'd also love to win titles, and I'd also love to go to practice every day where practice is as hard as it's going to be uh, and at game time, and, and it works out well for Alabama to have that celebration. No, it really does. And look, you mentioned Henry Ruggs, and that was a Raider as well. And of course, uh, un, you know, unforeseen situations and circumstances derailed his his career. And obviously, that was a tragedy that happened here last year. But man, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of Alabama uh, representation on the silver and black. Even going back to Rolando McLean, you know, the middle linebacker. I remember excited, being excited about McLean when he was drafted because of what he was able to do there at Alabama. Well, uh, Luke, as we wrap this up, I want to ask you we know will anderson we know bryce young those are going to be two of the big time names that are going to most likely be in the draft this upcoming year i know bryce young hasn't made his intentions known yet but i think that we all know and see the writing on the wall he's going to the league uh who should we be on the lookout for who who's the next star who's the next one from the crimson tide to be on the lookout for well if you are going to be watching the iron bowl this week i'm going to be there i'm looking forward to it um nice i think brian branch is is one that uh he'll probably be coming out too he's a junior but he'll be coming out out of the defensive backfield and i'll tell you jameer gibbs who transferred over from georgia tech he is awesome i mean okay. he is great he is the perfect pro back he is uh not he's not as uh tough in the middle as uh josh jacobs but he's a lot faster and he is incredibly dynamic i think he's going to make a, a perfect running back in the nfl and um, I wanted to say one other thing about Henry Ruggs. Let me tell you something. He's, he's from Montgomery, which isn't far from my hometown. And I know I don't know what kind of rap he's got there. And I know what what happened was just awful and tragic, and it's is just sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. He's a good guy that made a really bad mistake, and and I hope people understand that he really is a good guy. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. That's something that we said immediately after it happened. I don't, you know, hold any ill will as far as like, oh, he's a bad guy. I think that he just made a terrible decision, which unfortunately sometimes we do that. We make terrible decisions, and I know he's something he's going to have to pay, not pay for, but regret the rest of his life, and still pay for it, uh, you know, in, in a certain extent as well. But man, uh, yeah, I just, I think he's a good dude as well. Have you got time for like a do I have one minute? To yeah, go score? for it. You got it. Okay, I got it. We're speaking of Alabama guys with the Raiders. Of course, there's Ken Stabler. Yep. And um, he's he's still just completely adored here. Even you know, in his passing, um, people just still love and talk about him uh, with so much affection here. From the he was before my time, but uh, man, everybody still loves him. Kenny Stabler, and uh, I had Eli Gold, who was the play-by-play uh, voice for Alabama for so long until this year when he got sick. And I don't know if he'll be back or not, but he told a story at. Uh, a meeting one time of Alabama fans about Ken Stabler. He said he was at the bar with Stabler because Stabler used to do the color with him on the radio. And uh, they were just sitting there having a beer, and it became about 1 o'clock. And uh, it was close to 1 o'clock, and the bartender said, last call. 
And as soon as he said last calls, Kenny waited about three minutes, and then he took his beer mug and he threw it up against the wall, and it shattered everywhere. And Eli Gold looked at him and was like, what are you doing? He said, man, the clock's running out. I had to stop the clock. So I always thought that was a great story. <laughs> he had to stop the clock. It's like spiking the ball on the last drive. Yeah. you got to stop the clock. That's hilarious. That is funny right there. I like that. Well, Luke, fantastic stuff, man. Thanks for giving us some time this afternoon to talk some Josh Jacobs, talk some Alabama, and talk some Kenny Stabler. I like that story to close us out. What do you got coming out on Locked On Bama that we should be on the lookout for? Man, it's Iron Bowl week, and um, I know that it may not be as big a deal up there, but it's always big around here in Alabama, and we don't have quite as much to do as you do in Vegas. So it's like like our one day of Vegas. How about that? There you go. I'm not mad at it. I'll be locked in and paying attention to the Iron Bowl, man. I'm telling you, Alabama, even though it's from a distance, is one of my favorite schools to watch play football. I love to see what they do. So, uh, Luke, keep doing what you do. Fantastic work there on Locked On Bama, and thanks, like I said, for giving us a few minutes of your time this afternoon. I'd appreciate you guys. All right, there he goes. Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama on Twitter at LSRobinson21. Good stuff right there. Really good stuff. And, man, oh, man, just talking about Jacobs, talking about players from Bama. And I'm always watching Bama players. I am because I feel like I'm watching a, a you know, an NFL uh, almost training camp, right? And I'm sure that in the locker room with the Raiders this week, and we'll be in there on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm sure that, uh, you know, there'll be a little bit of trash talk between Josh Jacobs and uh, Jarrett Stidham, who Jarrett Stidham uh, went to Baylor, but he also went to Auburn. He transferred from Baylor, uh, went to MCC Community College there in Waco, and then ended up there at Auburn. So I'm sure there'll be some Iron Bowl trash talking uh, between those guys. There'll be a lot of a lot of good trash talking in the locker room this weekend, but uh, many thanks to Luke Robinson for giving us a few minutes. 4.46 is the time. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every Monday night for Monday Night Football. Tonight it's going to be the Cardinals and the 49ers from Mexico City. Come on by. we got some more prizes here on the table. You want them to be yours, we got them. Plus we got food and drink specials for you as well. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. You know, that's what we talk about. The One of the biggest things that we've been emphasizing lately is just getting back to having a lot of fun out there. And, um, you know, I, I definitely seen it. There was a sense of urgency this week in practice that was uh, it was, it was our, easily our, our best week of practice as far as just the, you know, being mentally tapped in and, you know, guys competing and, and all that stuff from the top to the bottom. So that's what we need. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Fantastic stuff all show long, man. It's been a lot of fun. We talked to Ed Graney at 2.30 from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. Talked about the Raiders' victory over the Broncos. George Takata from Reedley College, KMJ Morning Sports Anchor in Fresno. He's a longtime sports TV analyst. He knows Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Followed them when they were in college. Got to talk to him at 3. We heard from Max Crosby and Josh Jacobs in the locker room following the victory over the Broncos. We talked to Coach Judd Thrash, who's now at Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas, but he coached Max Crosby at Colleyville Heritage in the DFW area. And then we just heard from Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama, talking all things Josh Jacobs and Bama football players in general. It's been a real appreciation day. Sometimes you have to have those. You know, we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and the moving and, you know, all this other stuff with the players and the team's not doing this and that. Sometimes you got to take a step back and appreciate what you're witnessing. And I know Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and all the Chandler Jones and all them haven't had a, a season where they're putting up a lot of W's. But just for the most part, the individual players like Devontae Adams and Jacobs in particular has been fantastic. So we need to appreciate what we see in front of us. Let's go out to the phone lines, though, as we're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every Monday night. Let's talk to our guy, Hardcore Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? 
Hey, what's up, Q? Uh, what's up, man? Out here in Donkeyville. <laughs> a great Monday. Congratulations. Uh, so glad we won, dude. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it did get a little warmer uh, come game day. Um, you know, and one of my things was, you know, I wanted to see Derek Carr warming up, warming up his arm. And, you know, I really felt like, uh, you know, he pulled through on that end. And, you know, it was just a great victory. Um, but, you know, the main reason I wanted to call is just, just to talk about uh, Josh Jacobs, man. He's my favorite Raider uh, probably since Ken Brown and Charles Woodson. I mean, we've had some greats. I hate mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, and Max Crosby's awesome too. But I'm just saying, like, Josh Jacobs is just a different dude, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, a lot of us, a lot of us forget Nick Saban. Nick Saban, uh, the Alabama coach, he's actually a disciple of Bill Belichick, uh, going back all the way to the Browns. I know that, uh, you know, that build and that team didn't work out, and they end up becoming the Ravens and all that. Um, but you know, to me, Josh Jacobs is a generational talent. That's just my opinion. So mm-hmm. I- I'm a huge fan of him. Everything he brings. Uh, he's one of the few Raiders that were were, were part of the transition. Uh, from Oakland to Vegas, and I just think he's, he keeps bringing it every every day. So, you know, there's a lot of great running backs out there, but I did have a question for you. Okay. Um, there's a lot of great greats like Derrick Henry, uh, Shaquan uh, Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Kareem Hunt, and I'm sure I'm missing some other running backs. Yeah. But if you were to rank uh, Jacobs uh, for, like, against the top running backs in the NFL, how and where would you rank him? Oh, good question. Thank, thank you for the call, Hardcore. Appreciate you. And, I mean, I think it's easy to throw Josh Jacobs in the top five running backs. I really do. And I think the only thing that's ever even stopped him from getting higher than that is just his availability, you know, early in his career. There's multiple times where he's missed a few games. But, I mean, you put together a season like this, and, and you're, you're in that conversation. I mean, it's not even close. He's, he's definitely top five. I think Derrick Henry is probably the best running back in the league. Nick Chubb is right up there as well. Uh, Saquon's having a, a, a good season. But he's been derailed by injuries. Jonathan Taylor's had multiple injuries this year. Josh Jacobs, no doubt about it. I love his style. He ain't the fastest dude. But, man, he, the way he runs and the intensity that he brings and the want to that he has is just special. He really is. And he's my favorite Raider. There's no doubt about it. He's my favorite Raider since Charles Woodson. I have no problem saying that. And uh, I was pounding the table for the Raiders to draft him before the draft, and I was so happy after they drafted him. And, again, I got to talk to him and meet him in Nashville before he even was drafted by the silver and black. And so it was really cool uh, to get to talk to him and get to see him grow. That 2019 class was really a big class for the silver and black. So uh, many thanks, Hardcore. I definitely appreciate you. Dave B in the 757 said, Q, it's tough, and watch- it's tough watching Josh Jacobs. The better he does, the more you realize that this may be the last year we see him in the silver and black. Raider Nation, Raider Nation needs to recognize how special he is, and I agree with that 100%. Uh, he's earned himself a lot of money. I know from what head coach Josh McDaniel said today, it seems like he didn't realize how special he was until he saw what he's been able to do through 10 games. Hopefully that keeps him around a lot longer. We're still here, Underground Lounge, Oyo, Hotel and Casino. The wife got here. That means it's time to party. Come on by and hang out with us. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.